You're not going to want to miss this episode of the AI show where Tim tells us how to ramp up our custom NLP tasks with versatility. Make sure you tune in. Hello and welcome to this episode of the AI show. We've got a special guest, Tim, to talk all about how to ramp up your custom NLP tasks with versatility. Tim, tell us who you are and what you do, my friend. Hi, Seth. Uh, thanks for having me today. Uh, yeah, my name is Tim. I'm a delivery data scientist at Microsoft based out of Germany. And what I do here is I work together with our strategic enterprise customers um, with focus on NLP tasks and solutions that end up being in production. This is awesome. So a bona fide real data scientist, not like me, that plays one on TV. I'm super excited. Tell us a little bit about Versagility. Uh, what is it? How can people use it? Let's get started with Versagility. Yeah, let's get started, definitely. Um, so yeah, to give a quick intro about Versagility, um, this is a toolkit you can see here on the screen. Uh, it's a GitHub project. Um, so my colleagues and I, we yeah, faced the situation um, that we're doing things over and over again, the same things uh, for, uh, somehow, especially when tackling NLP tasks. And that is uh, once once we get on a, on a project, for example, uh, and we want to provide some classification models, we always spend quite a lot of time setting up our infrastructure um, and get things going, set up our experiments, like you can see here in that uh, in that image. So. It always takes a while until you actually can uh, get to the fun part, and that is, um, yeah, building models for for NLP tasks. Um, so, and then we also thought, most likely, that's not only the case for us, so also for our customers uh, and people out there as well. So, developers who just enjoy uh, tackling NLP tasks. Um, that is why we took our time to build kind of a toolkit. Um, that saves you time and yeah helps you to focus on the actual NLP task. That's really cool. So basically, you kept running into because every project I feel like in machine learning or any project in general, whenever you start a new project, you do file new. There's a whole bunch of things that you you have to set up. Basically, this is intended to make it a lot easier to make these kinds of NLP tasks uh, a project. Is that correct? On point, exactly. All right, so what does it actually consist of? What are, what are all the goodies that you put in there? Mm -hmm. I'm happy to give you an intro there. So uh, once again, what you can see in that illustration is um, kind of illustrating the process, how you usually go in NLP tasks. So you always have, uh, you get you finally get your data or you, you find your data, or you collect your data, then uh, you always have to set up environments, uh, your pipelines, then Finally, some experiments, uh, you prepare your, prepare your data, then usually NLP tasks can be quite messy, so you have to do some data cleansing. Finally, get, you get to the uh, model training, and then you already have to bring it to, into production, so uh, make a deployment. And then the iteration starts, and then you usually don't have time anymore. Um, so what the toolkit consists of essentially um, is yeah, a component for all of these things. So what we bring is uh, a standardized template, um, which you can deploy to Azure. So get going with uh, infrastructure as code. That's the first thing. Secondly, um, you can get scripts um, that help you to solve your NLP tasks. So for a, a separate script uh, for a different task, but um, you can start it with uh, a central wrapper. And uh, last but not least, you get project configs. So um, 
that you can, let's say, document your task in a central structure and uh, also versionize that uh, as needed. That's cool. So it's basically everything you need to follow this process that we're seeing here on the screen, which is a standard NLP process. Exactly. Or any data science process, um, how you want to have it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So it feels like you've told us a lot about it. Can you show us how it works? Yeah, sure, of course. Um, quickly, so um, the, the tasks we're going to cover for now, which uh, are supported by um, by the NLP toolkit, are uh, yeah, binary, multi-class and multi-label classification, named entity recognition, and question answering. And that's what we're going to dive into now. So um, you have the repository here. Um, and yeah, your requirements here. So of course, that's what you need as well. And what you find here in the source folder are, let's say, all the components that um, somehow, let's say, when you build them together, make the use cases at the end of the day. So um, yeah, I would say let's jump into VS Code. So what do you usually do here? Um, you uh, you start over with a project file. So for example, you want to do um, a project for Microsoft Forum data. Um, that's a config file here. And uh, that's a config file you can prepare uh, as needed. So for example, if I want to bring some data um, and I want to do classification and the others, I don't need them at the moment. For example, I just remove it. And um, then you can't go in with that. What we also support, for example, is here um, you have different environments, so dev environment and prod environment, because that's relevant at a project. And uh, yeah, that's your central um, config file where you start your project. Sorry to interrupt. I want to ask a couple of questions. That's mm -hmm. okay. First, can you press Control sure. Plus a couple of times to make that a little bigger for my old eyes here? And then the other question is basically this config specifies the kind of NLP task that you want to do. Am I getting this right? Correct. Exactly. Yes. Okay, and it goes all the way from the thing that you want to do, which is the tasks, mm -hmm. where the data is, what kind of data type it is, and then where you want to deploy it. So it goes from the actual beginning to the end. Is this right? Yeah, so basically that's a starting point, and um, this config file is essentially going to control the script once you once you run it. So this is essentially what we recommend doing in the beginning. And of course, going from the... Um, from the repository, um, you want to set up your um, your infrastructure as well. So um, when we go to the Azure portal quickly, so when you're in the documentation of agility, uh, you click on the deployment uh, for the ARM template, which you find in documentation. And then you have uh, these resources here. And all of them are automatically going to be deployed to your Azure subscription. So you don't have any efforts in setting up the infrastructure. So then you have both components. You get the code from GitHub. Uh, you deploy the code to uh, the infrastructure components to um, your Azure subscription, and then essentially you have almost everything you need. And of course, you have to bring some data. Very important. <laughs> of course. I mean, so uh, let, let's go back to the config files. I have a couple of questions about maybe That's the data. Like when mm -hmm. when you say the data, does the data have to be in a specific shape, or is there anything you have to do for that? Exactly. So uh, we have a standard uh, file format for Visagility, which we defined, which is going to be, um, let's say, um, collected by a backend service, uh, which is part of the template. Uh, because one one important thing is definitely we only we don't only support normal um, text files like a CSV file. Uh, rather, we also um, do 
document classification and email classification. So sometimes when you bring a bunch of emails, you drop them into a pipeline. And uh, yeah, there is actual, actually a lot of valuable content in these emails. So often you have documents from customers just like, hey, please find attached best regards. So that's not very valuable. So you're going to find that in the attachment. And that's, that's what we have to consider as well. Um, yeah, um, if you just have a CSV file, for example, and you want to do classification and NER, um, you can transform that also with a notebook which we prepared for you. Um, so just load your data set and uh, yeah, you can use the notebook to bring it into the right shape. I see. So basically, if you have your data, there's some notebooks that you provided that will shape the data in the way that Versagility wants. Uh, exactly. Okay. Correct. Yes. That's cool. All right, so how do you run all of this? So, so I the first thing I the first thing I want to and let me let's show our faces so people can mm -hmm. see me. Asking. So the first thing I want to ask is, basically, you have to run the ARM templates to get the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Then you have to prepare the data. Uh, if it's already in the right shape, that's great. Otherwise, you use the notebooks to shape it in the right way. You describe Correct. the actual tasks oh, slash tasks you want to do, and once you do that, how do you actually run it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, of course, what you what you need to do is first of all, make sure you have all the requirements set. That's why we have a requirements txt, and uh, most likely you also have to log on to your um, to your uh, Azure subscription uh, uh, using the um, Azure CLI. So what we have here, we already have the virtual environment uh, started. Um, so all the dependencies are already loaded, so uh, we can get started. Um, what what we're going to do now is, um, as you see here in the source folder, we have all the tasks here, uh, which we need, or all this, the skills, for example. And how you're going to trigger it is uh, one of the, or you're going to find these scripts in the, in the deploy folder. So there is a, a training script, which we're going to open quickly and have a glance at it together. So um, of course, first of all, we're going to load quite a lot of uh, uh, dependencies uh, from Azure ML, because that's where uh, what what Resilience is built on as well. So we leverage the Microsoft ecosystem here. Um, we are going to load some parameters, uh, which you can bring. So for example, your project name, of course, uh, then a compute name if you have multiple computes, so remote power uh, on Azure. And then you can also uh, say whether you want to do data preparation. So usually we first have to prepare the data and then uh, submit the training uh, to a, a remote compute. Got it. Exactly. Here you can see how your uh, config is going to be loaded. So uh, yeah, the central component of the toolkit. And uh, yeah, then you get going by loading your workspace. Um, that can either be if you work locally with a config file or also enterprise readiness with uh, a service principle, for example. Got and it. yeah, that's how you can see it here. So first of all, if you say you want to do data preparation, uh, we go into this section here, um, then a yeah, a preparation task is going to be executed. Um, if that's finished, so we have uh, yeah we have the uh, entry script for the preparation here. Once the preparation is done, um, the prepared data set is going to be registered and available for training. And if you activate training, you're going uh, going to go into this step here, where the training happens, where you also pass your parameters you want to have for the model. Okay, so as I'm looking at this, I, I want to be sure that this is basically a really fast way to bootstrap enterprise-grade machine learning processes, specifically with NLP. Now, we, we talked about the data. 
We talked about the infrastructure. We talked about the bootstrapping and the running of it. Now I'm curious about the actual machine learning that's happening. Did you write your own custom machine learning models or using other frameworks together? Yeah, of course, uh, we always want to use the latest of the greatest who also other data scientists love. So of course, we reuse a lot of things that are uh, out there. So let's quickly go back to GitHub because there it's a bit more visual. So here's basically our tech stack. So we have uh, at the bottom, we have AML, we have uh, Kubernetes for deployment, we have Docker, and of course, Python. And then in that area here, that's where it's going to be, or that's where it gets interesting. We, have, uh, we support different frameworks that uh, data scientists, especially focusing on NLP, really love. Um, to get started here quickly, Flare and Spacey, great frameworks for named entity recognition. Uh, we have uh, Gensim here, for especially for topic modeling or um, also um, question answering based on best match 25. And then we have these two components here. So transformers, so pre-trained models um, based on based on PyTorch. So um, quite big models that help you to accelerate your NLP task um, and available in different languages. So um, yeah, Hugging Face Transformers is definitely uh, a place to stop by if you want to have pre-trained models. This is and, cool. Yep. So uh, basically, you've built the entire infrastructure together with state-of-the-art NLP frameworks and put them together in a sensible way to get a reproducible kind of... And now I feel like I need to say ML ops. You basically created a template for ML ops to do NLP work on Azure ML. Did I get that right? Um, essentially, yes. So the, the cool thing is that we generally... Uh, support also retraining. So there is no full MLOps process, uh, let's say, built in inverse agility, but we also allow retraining for, uh, as we also have a Cosmos DB in our ecosystem. So, if, for example, if they have it uh, in production and you do some relabeling, they're going to be sent back to um, to uh, the Cosmos DB again. And for example, in your next training round, you have more data and you, you can have that again. So this is basically your template to get started. Um, not not a full ops process, but uh, definitely extendable and supports different loops. That's really cool. So can you give me can you give me a sense? And I know we usually don't talk about the customers that we the stuff that they do, but can you give us a sense of what people can do with this kind of actual real world applications? Totally yes, um, that's where it where it also comes from, of course. So. Um, we we kind of saw a pattern working together with our customers that uh, especially in the support unit of the customers, they are flooded by support tickets, incoming emails and things like that. And it's uh, hard to, to cope with that. So you need a lot of manpower. Uh, it takes a lot of time to respond to these emails. Um, and of course, there are also customers who get frustrated at the other side because they wait for a response. So our customers often talk to us like, hey, we, we need to automatize this so that we at least can cover the, let's say, simple cases and build kind of an automation behind it. And um, yeah, for the most part, there are um, user-generated content like support tickets or emails, and um, that's a typical setup. And um, some of our customers, they want to have it integrated in their um, email system, for example. We also have customers who want to have that um, integrated with their um, dynamic system, so more, more CRM, uh, and also just have it as a REST API that a service can call it. So um, that's what makes it flexible. This is cool. So basically any place where you have freeform text, you could superimpose intelligence and you already have data everywhere to be able to do this kind of training. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. Well, and awesome. anything else to add, my friend? No, that's it so far. 
So this has been really cool. Where can people go to find out more? Um, so there are different things that you can try. So uh, of course, make sure you go to GitHub. Uh, it's a public repository. Uh, make sure you check it out. Um, you can also even try it locally if you don't have an Azure subscription. So we don't want to limit it to cloud applications. Uh, so that's, let's say, the central component. And another thing is, uh, yeah, we linked all the other frameworks we support here as well. So um, make sure you check them out as well. Yeah, I'm very grateful that there are many people out there working on such great things, uh, which we then can just reuse in a mod uh, as a model in our toolkit. And then also, if you want to check it out, how it looks like in action, uh, you can go to the demo here and um, yeah, try it out how, how it looks like a bit. Well, let's if see what it action. does. I mean, can you control plus a couple of times? And then let's see what this looks like in action. Yes, let's do that. So yeah, just uh, have an example or some example tickets for you. Um, how you can, let's say, use it as an API. So we built a very simple front end here based on Streamlit. Make also make sure you check out Streamlit. It's a great framework to build data science demos. Uh, and yeah, if we click submit here, for example, for this uh, support ticket, um, so we use typical support tickets that uh, might occur in in, uh, in the real world. So there's a person having a problem with uh, his Windows, for example, and maybe has a virus. And uh, yeah, he or she wants to um, speak to Bill Gates, maybe to get some help. Um, so what you see here is the classification. So that's basically what, what comes back from, from the service. Um, and we clearly classify this here as a protect, as a Microsoft protect, so anything like anti, anti, antivirus or a defender or something like that. If we scroll down, we also extract entities and uh, highlight that here a bit. So. Um, we see um, we can somehow um, extract information like error codes or customer numbers. And that's where a lot of value comes into play, especially for our customers um, if they want to automatize, so um, enrich their support tickets with information we extract from, a, from an email. And also what we have here that is based on a ranking algorithm, uh, best match 25, um, where like historic, Tickets that might have helped to solve a case um, get automatically recommended. So um, the subject matter expert working uh, in the support unit can just say, OK, we had something like that in the past as well. I can just reuse that email, and uh, you get much faster replying uh, the request of your customer. So yeah, uh, we can try one more, maybe. Let's do it. Let's do here another example. OK. So here we have a, oh, once again, no, let's take another one only protect. We don't always have virus problems. Here we go. Surface, fantastic. So yeah, there is uh, someone having problem with his uh, Surface, um, a great device. So yeah, switching them to the front camera. So once again, with a classification, looks good. Also very high confidence score. That's nice. Um, another, some entities extracted and some answers that uh, yeah, might have helped to solve the problem. Um, another cool thing is it's multi-language. So it's also a great thing about Versagility. We don't always do things in English, especially I work a, a lot with German, German customers. Yeah. So uh, they want to have it in German as well. So you can try that out as well. <laughs> Let's do it. Das ist unglaublich. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Das ist unglaublich. <laughs> That's the only German I know. That's what it looks like. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so here we, once again, yeah, Defender, they always have security problems. So Defender is deactivated. Uh, hallo Leute, ich habe jetzt alles versucht, jetzt bin ich am Ende. So this customer has real problems here. So yeah, even gives an error code, which always helps. Uh, and it's also recognized as an error code, which is great. So uh, yeah, we can definitely work with that. Um, right, jetzt, so now that's the daytime. So I want to have it now, he needs urgent help. Okay, um, if we scroll down a bit, uh, you also see one more thing here, that's a JSON result, and that might be very interesting for developers. Um, so that's when you build the API with, with agility, this is what you're going to see here. So, um, so you send a request so to a REST API, which we can also have a look at again uh, on a notebook, for example, and this is what you get back. So for every task you have, so task one, classification, you have the result here. So in that case, protect with a high confidence score. Then for task three, NER, uh, with a list of results, uh, also where it comes from. So the most part comes from, from Spacey in that case. We also support text analytics here, uh, which is also a great cognitive service uh, you can use uh, on Azure and also the historic answers. So that's how it looks like in the raw format. Wow, this is really, this is really cool because it's basically like a cognitive service. Well, you've integrated cognitive service, but it's like a cognitive services that's trained on your specific task, your specific problem, if you're using Versagility, is that right? Correct, yeah, if you want to have it ever, it's also an API at the end of the day and you have, can have it custom made. Um, if you do it for a customer, for example, it's really uh, with their um, specific domain. So in different kind of domains uh, and use cases, you might have different vocabulary, which are sometimes not fully supported by a pre-built service like Cognitive Service, but this is really how you can make it uh, come completely custom, um, yeah. This is really cool. Well, Tim, thanks so much. Make sure everyone, if you want to check it out, go to github.com forward slash Microsoft forward slash Versagility. Thank you so much, Tim, for being with us. And thank you so much for watching. We're learning all about ramping up your custom NLP tasks with Versagility. Thank you so much for watching and hopefully we'll see you next time. Take care.